Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. It dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello everybody, welcome to the Uncensored Match Build-Up Show. It is Watford versus Liverpool, it's Saturday, 12.30 kickoff. I am Chris Pajak, that is Theo, and that is the man, the legend, um, the big dog of the Redmen TV, Mr John Machen. Thank you so much for joining me, gentlemen. The international break is finally over. Yes. Thank God for that. And we've still got... Some lads to put on the field, which is absolutely fantastic, Steve. <laughs> it, it's Andy, isn't it? And even a few that didn't go were fit again. We, it, it kind of came at a decentish time in that regard as well. Like we would have, we would have been without Trent for two weeks. Jota had his issues as well. So yeah, it, it came at a maybe a good time for the players. I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't seen a, anyone kick a ball. I haven't watched any of it. I had no interest in it whatsoever. So. I'm ready and raring to go as well. Hopefully the players are. That's it, isn't it, John? I mean, I don't know if you've caught any of the internationals. I certainly have not. I, I watched Scotland's game against Israel, yeah. which was a terrific game. And I watched it, obviously, for Andy Robinson. Um, and, but that was a terrific game of football. Uh, and I watched maybe half an hour of the England second more game, than enough. Which, more was, than enough. which was tedious as, as hell. I mean, a clash with Bake Off, I think so. Uh, only one off there. Me, like, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I watched it to see if Henderson would come on because was praying he wouldn't. Yeah, did he? <laughs> he did for like the nah, last damn. fifteen minutes. <laughs> yeah. uh, listen, um, obviously Watford new manager John Claudio Ranieri, the Tinker Man is back. What do you expect from Watford? Four four two. Loves loves all he ever plays, isn't he? Four four two. Yeah, no, I, I mean, Watford are one of those sides you just never know, do you? They could get up and the crowd could get behind them and they could just generate a storm and we could end up 3-3, you know, daft game like that. Been there, done uh, You know, or the other hand, they might just lie down, you know, but uh, they've got the new manager bounce, haven't they? Which is a problem. Well, they're used to it. I don't know if it counts. Yeah, it's like seven and five years <laughs> or something for Watford, isn't but it? They finally got one who people know. Yeah, that's true. They've actually heard of him. And it was in Kike Sanchez Flores for the seventeen time and <laughs> come back again. They're just nuts, aren't they? They're, it's a crazy football side. But then I say, it I works. think it's seven and five years. That's that's a lot of managers. Like, so they must must like the new ma- manager bounce. And to be fair, Steve, to them, they've got some tough games coming up. So you may as well have that new manager bounce during the tough games. Yeah, I, I spoke on on a, on a subscriber show to uh, Mike. Who, Mike Parkinson, sorry, he was a uh, Wofford fan for the opposition preview, and he basically said, like, we're Wofford, we're a you know, relatively small village, a relatively small club. Like, the side, he, he referenced, like, we're the same size as, like, Colchester, he said. So we have to do things differently, because if we try and do things the same as everyone else, we'll just be a Champions League one side. So what they do, this is what you're saying, they give managers a short span, get rocking up the backside, as soon as it starts to go, they just do it again, and they're going to keep doing it and keep doing it. It's their MO of 
trying to be a bit different. And to be fair to them, knock off Chelsea to an extent, but and at, at, but at that level where you know Watford getting promoted and staying in the Premier League is an achievement. Yeah. So they said like it had, you know they, they had Premier League football six seasons now I think of the last ten or something. So it kind of works for them and it has worked for them. From a Liverpool point of view, it's difficult because. They've had seven games of watching Cisco Munoz's Watford, and now it's Claudio Ranieri's, and we don't know. Like, you think what you I mean? You think you've got a rough idea what Claudio uh, Ranieri does because he's kind of does the same thing as John referenced. But you know, they have got the pacey lad up front, and they, they 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 will do that. You know, banks of four and try and spring him, and they can do it. And like you say, they were, I think, seven points from seven games, but they were probably teams that they should have beat. Yeah. You know, and they would rub like Leeds, for example, getting beat by Leeds. There's no real shame, you think, on paper. But Leeds were dreadful going into that. They haven't won a game all season yeah, yeah. and then beat them. So Waffle, well, they, they had to do something. Wolves is the same, isn't it? They yeah. got beat at home by Wolves, but Wolves haven't had the greatest well, season. Drew with Newcastle, who were, who were yeah. awful. Yeah. So well, you see, like, I, I, Aston Villa, they beat, but that was the COVID Aston Villa team, wasn't it? They lost to Brighton, lost to Tottenham, lost to Wolves, beat Norwich. Everyone does. Whoopee. Uh, drew at Newcastle and lost to Leeds, and, that, and that's the seven points. They've not really played anyone yet, and they've got some big games coming up. Liverpool being the first, them. Enough about them, though, to be honest with you. John, we've drawn our last two games going into this, obviously, Brentford, Manchester City, and we've got some tough games coming up. Liverpool really need to get the points in a 12 30 kickoff after an international break. I don't like it, do you? No, no, it's far too early, isn't it? I mean, you'd really want four o'clock or half four on a Sunday, wouldn't you? But the other, the other, the obverse side of that is you want to get going as soon as you can. Mm. You know, get back into the swing of the Premiership. You know, I'm really looking forward to it because it's so close now. You know, half twelve. Um, but you know, we're a better team and we've got goal scorers, and we just need to go out there and show it. But as I said, there's, there's always that storm possible, and then you. Re- I mean, the television company will be livid, won't they? You know, um, not livid. They'll be absolutely up for it. The, you know, the possible giant killing and poor old Watford with their new manager beating big Liverpool. You know, so I think that's luckily it. it's on BT Sport. Sky <laughs> yeah. don't mention stuff that happens on BT Sport, so you might get away with it. Might not if we get beat or draw. Like Sky won't mention it. It'll be like, yeah, it's fine. It was on BT, which is just weird, by the way, because we watch NFL and they all talk about each other's coverages. But like when Sky lost the Champions League, it's like the thing didn't exist. Yeah. It was insane. It's like no, but we've got French second division football coming up, and it's like no one really cares, mate. I suppose the the, the, the thing on the half twelve is that when Watford beat us last time, Vicarage Road, obviously to end the undefeated run, that was easy, easy for me to say. Um, was it? Not really. It was a late kick off under the light. The atmosphere was fever pitch. I ain't going to Anfield at half twelve on a Saturday, and I just hope that that. Affects their fans, you know what I mean? Like, Vicarage Road, I've been both. I've been both. I've been when it's like fever pitch and they've battled us, and I've been when we've just snotted them. It's been like a, been like a bit of a library because it was again, what, as soon as Liverpool scored, it was like, oh, game over. I think that helps you. I do think, I think Liverpool got affected last time by the atmosphere in that game. The fact that they were fucking dreadful on the pitch as well didn't help things. That's the only positive of a half 12 when it's away is that maybe the home fans are a little bit in a slumber as well, like we've been accused of in the past at Anfield well, except they've got a new manager and they're playing Liverpool yeah. they've got this lovely tight little ground that generates you know um, do, that yeah. atmosphere and stuff you know so it's a bit of a banana skin but you know I mean I, I, I take Klopp to out Fox Ranieri any day of the week so 
Yeah, that's it. I mean, look, how much has Ranieri going to have actually been able to implement at this stage? Absolutely nothing, I suppose, at the moment. Which says to me that you know what he's going to do. He's going to make sure that the solid at the back, that's what he's going to try and implement because everybody's done that at some point in the career. Yeah. You can't get arty-farty up front with stuff without working on it, but everybody well, knows Steve, how to put Steve's forward Steve's right, they've back. got Sar up front. Yeah, you just, just sit back and yeah. just... Pump the ball up it's to good him. Four and seven games for them in the league so far this season. Ismail Asar. So we know he's a good player. Obviously, he's been on Liverpool's radar and stuff like that. The fellow you were speaking to was saying that's it. Like he's too good for us, isn't it? That's right. It's just one of them players yeah. that you've got to take advantage while he's there. He bet, yeah, basically that. Like he's he's a top player, but he, he's he's been smart about his career as well. Like he could have just jumped at the first move, but rather than just do a safe in the championship, he's come back up. He's going to try and prove himself in the Premier League again and then get his move. Uh, rather than you know. He, where was he going to go from Watford? I don't think any of the big six were going to buy him straight away just because the fee that he wanted. And in fact, you know, COVID and there was a lot of uncertainty around. If he has, if he has a top season in the Premier League, then he could get a big move. Mm. He's, and he's, he's, you know, he's a very young lad. It sounds like he's got his head screwed on. But yeah, we, listen, we felt the wrath of him before. That game referenced there, he, he tore us to bits. Yeah. And it was a decent Liverpool side that played that game. Listen, I know Dejan Lovren got a lot of the blame for that game, but... That was one man on the pitch. I mean, we still had our best goalie in goal. We still had all our really good players around him. So he's shown that he can score goals against us. And I'm, I'm with you. I do think they're going to try and be tight. The, diff, the issue is as well, they've um, they've got two centre-halves mm-hmm. out injured. The third one who they've just signed, Nkulu, isn't fit to play. So they play, I think it's Craig Cathcart's going to be one of them. So they're going to, they're going to be down to their third and fourth choice centre-halves. Probably fifth choice now they've got a new signing. That should give Liverpool confidence. So Liverpool should have confidence playing Watford's two best centre backs. The fact that you're playing against their what, third and fourth or fourth and fifth choice, that's a big bonus. And, and you know our best player, Mo Salah, has been on absolute fire. Hopefully he can continue that because if he does against the a makeshift Watford, then he. he You'd fancy him to get on the score. Yeah, I think that's right, isn't it? I'm just going to look at Liverpool's next few fixtures and stuff now. Obviously, we've got Watford, then we've got Atletico three days later. Um, Manchester United away uh, week Sunday. Preston North End in the Cup uh, midweek. Brighton and Hove Albion on the Saturday. Atletico Madrid again on Wednesday, 3rd November. Uh, West Ham United Sunday the 7th. So, you, there's a, there's games in there where you think that's going to be tough. Manchester United away is always tough for us, John. Obviously, we've got Atletico away before that Manchester United game. Is there any point where you're actually you're looking ahead to Atletico or Manchester United, or is it just right now for you three points on the board straight away? No, I'm a three points right away kind of guy, and um, I think of all them, Atletico is the toughest. But then we don't need to win it, do we? You know, I mean, I, I'm quite happy to get a draw there. Yeah, good point. And they're, they're, they're not going to outscore us. If they, if they decide to go for a game with goals in it, then we'll beat them. Um, so if, if they stay as tight as they usually are, that's going to be a tough game. Uh, we're probably not going to win it, uh, and a draw will be fine. But you've certainly can't. I don't want us to go there and get beat, and I wouldn't want. I don't think Klopp would either. Mm-hmm. So you know that's the big game. United, you know that's big just because it's United, and it doesn't matter. They're in terrible form at the moment. I think, you know, for them, given they've got so much aspiration, but you know, um, that's a that's a game for next week. Yeah, I know? agree. And uh, you, you you reference the Brentford draw, and the, Man City draw is fine as it is. It was a disappointing the way it ended, obviously, but mm-hmm. it's not the worst. You don't want to then drop points against Watford because then there's even more pressure on that United game. Like Liverpool are underdogs against that Letty now, I think, regardless, because their game got cancelled this weekend. We're gonna go, you know, Saturday morning straight to fly to Spain to play Tuesday night against them. In a, a team who, by the way, I think we've only ever beaten them once. And even that game against that Letty, 
didn't matter that we beat them because we still got knocked out anyway. So that's a tough game regardless. So I think he's got it. You know, it, I don't think there's any uh, worry about you know our eyes being off the off, off the prize at Watford. And also, there's going to be plenty of changes between both of those games. And then there's a big enough gap between Atleti and United to recover anyway. So yeah, I, I think it's all good. And to be honest, I think the old Watford one. And I think as much as uh, you know, we we don't think about. As fans, we always think, you know, we owe them one, we owe them one. Sometimes players don't, but I think the, I think the players and the manager will. Like that was, that was that a end, huge sequence. It, it was a horrendous. I mean, they, they were on the course of, you know, history. That was a history-making game. If Liverpool beat Watford, they could easily have gone on and not lost the game that season. We don't know. And obviously, a lot happened between then and, and the end of the season, COVID, the break, and all that. But I think deep down, that really hurt Liverpool because by then the league was wrapped up anyway. The actual loss itself didn't mean that much in the grand scheme of things, but. The fact that the end of that unbeaten run, I think, hurt Liverpool a lot. I think they, pissed them off. Yeah, I, I do think there'll be like, like, like revenge on the man. Yeah, I think as well. Klopp might do too because I don't, yeah, you yeah. always remember what when Palace beat us, he was livid, you know, and you can see that, like, you know, he might well be livid over this too. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we don't have a trivia question this week. I mean, because I forgot to do one. Uh, <laughs> at the end of this morning, I thought oh, I'll do that later, and I didn't do that later. So, what number am I thinking of? Uh, between one and ten, uh, I will type it onto my agenda so that people know. Um, and we'll go for a quick advert break. We'll be back shortly to talk about all of Liverpool's players that may or may not start in this game. Hey everyone, Mate here. Just a little insert from me to say that if you enjoy this podcast and the other podcasts that we put out for free and you want more, then my word, you can have more on the RedmenTV.com. Go over there, sign up and get extra bonus shows from us each and every week, as well as a whole suite of video content, documentaries, features and interviews. But yes, you can also play those podcasts in your native podcasting app as well to have a seamless Redmen TV experience in your ears. The RedmenTV.com, sign up there today. Uh, before we get into the Liverpool injury news and stuff like that, I've got some housekeeping to do. So first of all, Trig Josh, the man, the legend that is Trig Josh, has joined as a cult hero. And he's asked, Ty Redman, outside of technical ability and desire to win, what special qualities do owners look for in a prospective manager where supporters would consider them to be legendary slash godlike? That's a tough question. So, John, man with a bit of experience, what are you looking for? God, no, you're just looking for God by the sound of that, isn't it? <laughs> Sure, yeah, it's just trophies, isn't it? Like son it? of God. No, you're looking for someone who's got a win percentage of like 50%, 60%. If you want to get really into it, you know, like Klopp is think 60%. Um, and, but be, it's it's not always um, perfect, that, because if you go to Paris Saint-Germain, your win percentage is about 80%, mm. you know, whether your team's any good or not. Um, but that's normally a decent indicator. And as you say, trophies competing at the top level, getting teams into the Champions League consistently, you know, competing for the big titles. I remember when Liverpool were obviously looking to hire Jürgen Klopp and it was probably between, in the supporters' minds, Ancelotti and Jürgen Klopp and I was very much on the Ancelotti, not by far, like, but preferred the Ancelotti because of the trophies won. And that, that it's an interesting point because now I can look back with retrospect and, and go, look, Ancelotti didn't fit us as a man, whereas Klopp did fit us as a man. That's the one thing that you've not sort of mentioned he, there. Is, he was perfect, wasn't he, for yeah. us? The, th- the other thing, of course, is that most teams are not looking at that. When we signed Brendan Rodgers, he hadn't won anything, but he was he was what the ma- management thought was perfect for us at the time, and he was decent, gave us a good shot. A lot of it also becomes like, yeah. uh, like fads. 
You know, like if, if, if a certain type like of manager, like the tiki manager, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If a certain manager does well, Roy, then it's Roy Hodgson, yeah, someone, someone also trying manager to of the year. So we signed him as our yeah. manager. Yeah, but that's that. So that, that's an interesting question. Actually, Mantap says um, uh, Mutajid Albudak, who's been a member for two months. Thank you so much, Shig Josh again. I mean, personal qualities, by the way. E.g. connection with fans club. Wish I'd have read that before, but we did get the fans in the club thing in there. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Robbie Brown. Sent us a super chat. Massive good luck to Kelleher this weekend. He has the ability, and more important, the temperament to handle the occasion. We'll answer this one in a minute. Uh, Jack Richardson uh, is a cult hero. Thank you so much, mate, for joining as a cult hero. Trick Josh, think of the full presenting staff of RMTV. If you were on the weakest link regarding Liverpool, who would you gang up against and vote off? I think it's easy to say your son at this point, isn't it, John? Because uh, he's not here. Um, but we'll come back to Robbie Brown. Um, Kelleher, he's talking about. Oh, and big, and big congratulations to Colin H and Trig Josh, who both get, guessed that the number was seven uh, this week. Uh, you didn't so even give me a chance. I, you said it in, uh, off cam. I never. You did. C- ask me now. <laughs> what number am I now thinking about? Seven. No. <sighs> Six. <laughs> right uh, so Robbie Brown obviously talking about Keller there Steve yeah. looks like he's going to start because Alisson's not going to be available nor is Fabinho um, I'm, I'm, I feel comfortable about that you know yeah it's not ideal and it's, he's not Alisson but as as backups go that we've had down the years he's probably as good as we've had recently um, and to be fair he's only shown that in, in a few games like he, I when he first came into the team he was uh not dodgy, but he was young. He was really young. He looked really slight. Um, I know we had Jan Octoberg in on the on the uh, subscriber show, and I urge people to go and watch them. But he, he speaks in depth about the work he did with Keller, and he basically said to him, "You need to bulk up." It was him and Gabara were on level, and he said to him, "Right, if, if we had to play Stoke tomorrow as his reference, I'd pick Gabara, and that just shows because he, you know, he's toughened up. And to be fair, Keller, he looks broader in the shoulders. He looks bigger. He looks stronger." He's really good with his feet. He's always been that. Even from the second we saw him, he was amazing with his feet. But he was, you know, he had that game against Villa, which did him no favours at all because he was playing against a, a fully men's team with essentially an under-21 side. And it didn't go well for him. But since then, he's really good. In the last game he played, he saves a pen. You know, we can't do much more than that in, in yeah. the Norwich game. Really good. So I'm okay with it. I don't know how Watford... Are gonna deal with you know? Are they gonna have special plans for him? If it was Burnley, for example, you think, oh my god, they're gonna hang the ball under him at every opportunity, and Chris Wood and Ashley Barnes are gonna beat him up. I'm not sure Watford have got the players to do that. Really, you know, he's you know again. We Wrong way from Troy Deeney leading the line. Yeah, yeah, his male assault is not that type of play, really. I don't even so. know that he's quite that weak. I mean, I, I judge it by two things. One is I'm not nervous when he's on the pitch. Yep. And when you, you like Adrian, I'm now nervous when he's yep. on the pitch. And. Um, some goalkeepers we've had in the past I've been nervous not loads just carriers but <laughs> oh, yeah, loads loads of them. <laughs> and the other one is, is as was mentioned in the question he's got a really good temperament he's yeah. not bothered if a ball goes in the net he just gets on he gets up and gets on with the play you know he's just really calm and can, that's you, what you need as a keeper you can see his work with Alisson I think I think you can see the mm-hmm. Alisson influence on him just certain movements and certain things he does maybe, again maybe that's the John Achterberg coaching him as well but like, you can see that there are certain passes that he looks to play he is almost Alison Light, you know what I mean? Like they're very similar, and that's what we've always wanted. It used to be our goalies were always chalk and cheese, so we're picking Carrius over Mignolet because Carrius can kick it and Mignolet can't. But then Carrius couldn't save it, but then Mignolet could, and it was a, it was always a mishmash. And now Alison and Adrian exactly the same. Just different fellas, yeah. Now these like they put on have to change 
with Keller here goal, and I think that's the main thing. The defensive line is at the same place, yeah, isn't yeah. it? It's and hard Keller controls his area really well. And the passes that he can play, he can start the attack just as Allison does and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's listen, it's not ideal, and I think it's nonsense, the fact that these games were scheduled when they were. But when we, you look over in Spain and Atletico and Real Madrid, has obviously been moved and postponed their games so that the Brazilian lads can come back and stuff. It's it's infuriating, isn't it? But it is what it is, and we've we've got a big squad. We should be able to deal with it. I mean, look, we, we've talked about Kelleher there. We may as well talk about Fabinho next because it falls in line with that, doesn't it, John? Is that Fabinho's not going to be in there? I suppose the question is, who's your number six in this game? Because there's options there, isn't there? Even with the injuries are, that we've are. got. I mean, I would think it would probably be Henderson, but. Um... Um, yeah, there are options, and it's probably not the game where you're going to be desperate for Fabinho. And at the end of the day, he can't play every game, you know. So uh, you know, missing out on one's probably not going to do him any harm at all. Be ahead of Atletico, you know, that's uh, probably a, a better game for him to play in. For my heart, you know, play at Atletico. Um, Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry. And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, yeah, we'll get by. I don't think it's a major problem. Yeah, yeah, this moment. I don't know. Milner, um, maybe? No. Well, there's the, there, there's the thing. And the Milner thing, he likes to play Milner after an international break. And I was doing this starting 11 this morning. And I started thinking about that, and I was like, right, okay, well, let, what was the last midfield against Manchester City? Henderson on the right, Kurt Jones on the left, or whatever it was, who, who cares? You make one change to your midfield. If you throw Milner in the six, you're making two, possibly three, to your midfield if you're not. You're dropping Henderson out. That's the dynamic change between the two eights. It's also the dynamic change ever, everywhere else. The question that, that that leads into, for me anyway, is 
are you risking Trent Alexander-Arnold coming back from an injury in this game? I know Milner had a tough time out against Manchester City. Every full-back has a tough time out against Manchester City, especially midfielders who were 36 years old or whatever against them. And with that game plan as well, with Foden, I mean, just ridiculous. But with Atletico and with Manchester United upcoming... Are you risking Trent? Yeah, I'd play him. I think he's got to yeah. play, yeah. Again, the three points in this game is more important. The Champions League, given how the group's gone, it isn't actually the end of the world if we lose and that let's go. And let's, I hope we don't. But given the fact that we've had two wins from two and everyone else in the group has, has dropped points, it's not it's not a disastrous result if we lose. He's been in training all week. Yeah, he, he should Trent, be fine. So. And Well, if that then leads into the midfield debate, then if, if Trent's Milner's okay, available, yeah. Milner's available for the midfield. I would play Henderson, Jones... And Keita is okay. the three I would pick. I want to get at them. Why Keita? Why, why well, Timo Chamberlain, really, for me. I, I want an attacking option there. Um, a more attacking option than what Milner would give you. Um, Milner's always a good sub to bring on if you need him to as well. Um, I want to go at them and get them early. Like I say, the longer that game's close, the, the more it suits Watford. Liverpool's best chance of winning that game is just going steamroll them early, catch them cold almost. Uh, a new manager where they might not be 100% sure what they're doing and can you, can you, you know, land a few blows early? And I think Kaita gives you that option. I think he beats players. They've got some good midfielders, but there's no one amazing. They haven't got the the, the core rate type player. I think mm. Musa Sissoko's in there now. He's their like their midfield enforcer option, if you like. And I would just fancy Naby Kaita to to do something against them. And also, I don't think he's going to play. Him. He won't play in Madrid. I'd be surprised. So here's your chance to make those rest and those changes. He, he should be reference. banned from Madrid forever. Kaita just not allowed to play <laughs> any game. Any game in Spain, he just isn't allowed to play. And after last time, but yeah, he's. I would the two. I would go. I would go quite attacking, which you know. So it's Robertson and Trent, and it's your, your two attacking midfielders and your front three, and then it's Henderson to do the mopping up job. I think that's how I go because I, I expect Watford. I don't. I don't. I don't see Ox and Curtis Jones together. You know, it just seems a bit light to me that and Cater yeah. maybe gives you a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. Do you think Milner will start? I don't think he will, but. Um, I mean, I could be wrong. He's, he's played a lot more football than I thought he would, to be honest. You know? I, 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 my midfield three is different to what I think Klopp will do. And I said that on, on the Starting Eleven show. And I do think, looking back over the years and thinking about those after the international break, he likes lads who've stayed around. Yeah, yeah. And Milner's been there for two weeks. So for me, I think Milner's got a really good shot of playing in this midfield. Yeah, that's or a good certainly point. That's a really good point. Um, you know, it may well be that's the case. Kite yeah. has played a lot of games over the international break. I think he's played in all, all the Guinea games. So yeah, it, it, listen, it makes sense. And I think his last game was maybe Tuesday, Kite. Yeah. So it's, it's a big enough gap that he can come back in and slot into the side. But Milner's not. And... I, th- I feel like us as fans right now are probably doing Milner a bit of a disservice. Like, we think he's too old to play in the middle of the park, and, and, and I don't think he is. Curtis Jones played for the under-21s as well, didn't he? So it's not like he's Henderson, who's, who basically didn't do anything while he was away. Yeah. You know, and Jones had, a, games. He had an injury as well. He had an injury on England duty as so, well, did Jones? Yeah. I, I, think, I told you I would do. I think Milner will play. I wouldn't play him personally. I would have him as the... Because I, I am worried about... If there's an injury, you know, it's Trent's just coming back. Maybe you need Milner on the bench as well. I suppose Gomez can do that if you need him to. But I'm with you. I, I do think he'll pick Milner and Henderson. I, th- I still think it'd be Henderson at the six. I don't think he would pick Milner in the six. If Henderson's on the pitch, that's kind of like... doesn't it, really make that much sense the to thing, me. He tends to play Cater on the left and, yeah. of course, Cater's on the left. Yeah, yeah. So he, he may see them as interchangeable rather than as, you know... As a pairing as, nowadays. Yeah, complementary. So um, in that case, Mil- Milner might get a shot. 
What I would say, mate, is yeah. that it, it doesn't bode well for Oxley Chamberlain. This that no. Liverpool have got no, like four lads doesn't. out injured, and the field is unavailable. And that's where these whisperings of Ox, you know, Arsenal having a little look at him, him thinking about his future and stuff like that are coming from, isn't it? Yeah. If you can't get a game during this spell, I mean, let's be honest, Avi Elliott was ahead of him in the pecking order as well. Yeah. Kate yeah. Jones is ahead of him in the pecking order. It's tough for Alex Oxley Chamberlain right now, but let's yeah. move it on then. Let's move it on. Got the front three. Um, it's been pretty much Jota's day with uh, Salah and Mane. Firmino's got an opportunity, I think, in this game to get the start because of Jota's... What was it again? It was a tight hamstring or something yeah, that they felt? fatigued hamstring, yeah. So, yeah, it, I agree. It's going to be Firmino, isn't it? It's going to be fully Firmino up front, Salah and Mane. And, yeah, listen, if, if you're Bobby Firmino, you, you referenced there about people who haven't been away. Well, he didn't go away. He should take that personally. Brazil didn't want him, didn't pick him. So he's been dropped by Brazil, effectively. He's been bombed out. He did have the injury at Liverpool, I get that, but I still think Jota had usurped him anyway. Here's your chance, go and you know, get yourself... It's the, the chance he's been waiting for, John, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's, he's had little goes, hasn't he, when he's come on as sub. He's looked very good, he's scored, he's you know got people involved in the game, which is what he does. Yeah, it's a really big opportunity for him, and I'd put money on him scoring mm. if he plays. You know. Yeah, so no shouts for Jota then? I if, if if everyone was fit, Jota starts for me now. I think he's I think he's first choice number nine or de facto striker, whatever you call it. But now, given that he hasn't trained all week with Portugal, even as we speak, his first training sessions today. And, so I, I think he's going to go for me now. And I don't don't think there's any point in having four forwards and playing three of them week in week out, especially when one's been a bit. Yeah, and look, if <clears throat> if Jota's the number nine that he wants, then he's there for Atletico Madrid. Yeah. Again, and Manchester United, and you're not putting him at risk for those games either. So could be interesting. Trick Josh, another super chat, mate. Thank you so much. Uh, what my question was referring to, Chris, was Shankly, Paisley, Dalglish, Benitez, Klopp, etc. They're all special people that us fans love for their personal qualities outside of their success. It's interesting, and yet all of those fellas are completely different in so many different ways, aren't they? I think, you know, Dalglish was quite prickly with the media, but not with the people of the city, of course. And, and of course, he came from a, being a player into manager. No one had a clue what he'd be like as a manager. Oh. You know, everyone went, Dalglish, oh, wow. <laughs> Whereas but Paisley was say, so quiet well, yeah. and assuming, wasn't he, John? That yeah. He and his first season was really rubbish. And, you know, everyone was thinking, oh, God, Shankly's really miss him, you know. And then at the next season, well, we started off on that really brilliant run where we couldn't stop winning trophies. Um, it's a good one to do, isn't it? Yeah. it, it is it? Is it obtuse of me to maybe suggest that we fall in love with them, whatever their personality, because they win trophies? Well, you do fall in love with them if they win trophies, but you know sometimes you're not winning trophies. But you know you you don't dismiss them. I mean, people got to, to dislike Sunes very much, but loved um, Roy Evans. And you can't say one was particularly more successful than the other. I mean, had, there was, a, there was an FA Cup final in Sunderland for yeah. Sunes, and maybe the Coca-Cola Cup final in '95, wasn't it? For, yeah. I think being a nice fella helps. I genuinely yeah. like. Yeah. I think I think we deify Liverpool managers, whatever their personality, and there is a point where you go, enough's enough, Roy Hodgson. We're not doing that with you. But isn't and that, that, isn't that the case? If you say, well, haven't they all been great, or don't we like them all? And the one who stands out is Hodgson, and we all knew he was the wrong manager for us. We didn't want him in the first place. Yeah, it true. is hard to put your finger on what connects you, but like I say, first of all, winning helps. But I think being honest, being a good person, like you can kind of get that vibe anyway, just from just from hearing a fella speak or, or the actions that they take. Like 
No one really. We'd never love Mourinho if he was amateur. No, exactly. And he would we never have done it. We got him early enough. You know, Maybe we're from Porto. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We got him early enough. I think, and he started winning trophies for us. I think we would have loved him. Like the, we never really fell in love with Brendan Rodgers, did we? Even though, no. and we were good. We nearly won. We, you know, we nearly won our first league title in a long time under him. But we never really like. No, like not the wrong way. But he was never like in that category. You know what I mean? And he could have won the Premier League. He was what a kick away from winning the Premier League. And we never really got it. I think sometimes it's just a connection with the people mm. and it's hard to really put your finger on. Okay, I've uh, got some other fixtures to go through then. Obviously, Liverpool are the first game uh, of the weekend's fixtures, 12.30 versus Watford. we got Aston Villa, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Leicester against Manchester United. Obviously, Leicester that had a little bit of a struggle scoring scoring goals and stuff like that. How do you think this one will go, Sting? Man United haven't been a particular don't reference before, actually, again. Uh, they've been brilliant recently. After, and they've, got, they've got their own centre-back issues now. Um, just tell them to, you've got to get on with it lads injuries happen you've got to get on with it that's what we were told last year so fill your boots of Harry Maguire and Varane, Varane you'll, you'll, have, you'll have to settle for your other 230 million plus million centre halves um, yeah look, do, if this was any other Leicester team like you'd really fancy but they have been poor this season Leicester have not been impressive at all um, but they have got a goal in them you would say that even though I know that, that's mad because they've struggled to score goals they've got goal scorers in the team still yeah. Um that's a tough game for United, anyway. Um, but but you know, in tight games, you just, that Ronaldo, you just think he's going to do, he's going to do something that'll just win, nick, a, nick a win or do something just the ball will fall to him and he scores because that's what he does. But that that's a tough game for United. They're generally better away from home anyway, yeah. United. So they're a tough side to beat away from home. But you know, Leicester have got apparently going to have Evans back, which will maybe make their defence a lot more stable. Uh, and let their forwards run a bit better, you know. But it's a it's a it's an interesting game that one. Yeah, mm, I'm going to go Leicester win, uh, Matt, and it's not just hope, it's expectation. <laughs> um, couple of, next couple of fixtures. Then obviously we've got Norwich, Brighton and Hove Albion, Southampton, Leeds United. Couldn't care less about either of them if I'm perfectly honest. Manchester City, Burnley, seven nil to Manchester City. You think yeah, ba- Burnley just go to City and just get their bellies tickled? They do. Yeah, they, 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 they do. lie lie on their back and they, they they're okay for five minutes and then it all falls apart. <laughs> seven nil to City. See, I think five. I'm not going. I'm <laughs> yeah, not going five, as far as seven. Yeah. And uh, Manchester City get the goal difference up once again. And Brentford Chelsea is the five thirty kick. That for me is a really interesting game because Brentford have bloodied a couple of noses so far this season, John. Yeah. That could be a, a, a shock result. I think. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, their forwards are so fast and tricky, um, very talented. Um, I don't know where they find them from because this is like the third bunch of really good forwards they've had over the last few years. Uh, and Chelsea, I don't know, a little vulnerable at the moment. Not not quite what they were, you know, a month ago. Um, so yeah, I think it's uh, that's a good shout. It might put our results into perspective at Brentford. You know what I mean, if, if Brentford play as well as they did against us and do something, it might be a point. Might look a little bit better than it did. Mm. Um, Chelsea have got the the ability and the capabilities again, and with Lukaku to just get that goal you need. But Brentford look like they can score goals. Like I said, I've been really impressed with Ivan Tony. He hasn't scored the amount of goals he scored last season. That was never going to happen. He scored thirty odd goals, but he's got everything to his game. He looks like he's going to be a handful for every single person a defender he comes up against. So 
Yeah, you, you would think, you know, the, the they're, top they're of the league tighter than the back than us, Chelsea, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, especially in the, as you it's the matching. chances that they concede, isn't it? They just don't concede as many chances. Whereas Liverpool, even when we won the league, we had a tendency to let teams through, and it was the goalkeeper, it was a last ditch tackle, or it was something like that. Chelsea just don't give you shots, and that's the hardest thing to get off against them. Yeah. Um, Everton, West Ham, that's an interesting one, that, because I see them as there or thereabouts in, in terms of ability of squads and, you know, manager and stuff like that. And, uh, I wonder whether this is an early sort of indication as you might come out on top further down the season. Yeah, listen, Everton should be favourites going into that game, really, shouldn't they, given the record they've had this season and how they've done well. Um, we know Benitez, like, give Benitez two weeks to prepare for a team, he'll have scouted West Ham to the millionth degree and he'll have something lined up for them. Again, they're Everton's... He'll have all the Everton games on a DVD there, on oh, tape. Yeah, there only, as well. Because like, Moyes, you know, Moyes hasn't changed his tactics, <laughs> he, like, you know what I mean? He's just got Antonio up front now. That helps. Everton's issues, again, that striker's an issue for Everton. I'm not sure where Calvert-Lewin's at. Um, Rondon was dreadful. Is dreadful. He's been, he's been a rent. <laughs> don't, make, don't, don't give him a get-out with was. He's is and always <laughs> has been. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So that's a good game. I think that's actually a very good game to watch. Yeah, um, could be. Two decent sides. They're both pretenders, aren't they, to the top four? They're, they're in that group of teams, you know, challenging just underneath. Uh, and West Ham falling off a little bit, but... You know they've got some decent players, uh, and but Everton are going to be up for it. The crowd are going to be buzzing, aren't they? I, I've you know I I bump into Evertonians now and again. They're all absolutely loving Rafa Benitez, and they're all really do believe he's going to get them there. They did, they did last year with Ancelotti, of course, at exactly the same time. But well, Rafa's let's remember, bit, John, Rafa's a bit stronger than Ancelotti. it's October. This is the last month of Everton's season normally in seasons gone by. They normally give it up at the end of October and then it's, they're waiting for the next season. So let's see in three weeks' time where they're at because everything could change. Game, no. I think they'll beat West Ham. Yeah, they're a, they're, a, they're a good side. They just <laughs> need that striker. They just need that striker right now. Newcastle, Tottenham, um, money, stadium. Uh, obviously, it's going to be at Newcastle. I think this one's going to be fascinating Like as to what the future is for Newcastle's team. It's a case study on how the mood inside the stadium affects the team on the pitch really because it's going to be the exact same 11 players we all thought Steve Bruce would be gone by now um, we had the uh, Monday show the around the league show and our Newcastle fan basically like, we're expecting Steve Bruce out any time right now uh, Ken, that's what Kendall said and she she was like yeah, we're just waiting for the phone call kind of thing she had the phone no he's still here so it's the same players same manager except everyone in the ground no, is no longer miserable they're all ecstatic It'll be, that'll be an interesting dynamic because that, that stadium's been soulless and miserable for so long it's going to be party time there it's going to be fun to watch yeah the cameras will be there like 9 o'clock in the morning oh, won't be yeah. trying to see how many people have got oh, tea yeah. towels on their heads and all that kind of stuff <laughs> they're going to absolutely love it the Newcastle fans and fair play to them they've waited a long time to get a horrendous owner out to get some horrendous owners in <laughs> Yeah, he's sort of tightened up Palace, hasn't he, a bit? You know, it's sort of a little more difficult to beat, keep themselves in a game long enough to give themselves a chance. Arsenal are always vulnerable, I think. They're, you know, they, they play lovely football, but are not, you know, they don't kill games, you know, they don't ever look as though they're solid enough, you know. Arsenal, I always think of it as like in a standalone game, like a Monday night football or something. I always don't fancy them. Like, I always think, oh, there's something in that. AFTV is getting what get beat like. But looking at Arsenal's results, like obviously they lost against Brentford, didn't they? They ran at Chelsea and I think it was City after that. Hammered Tottenham. Yeah, Tottenham. Um, did, hang on a minute. 
Norwich, Burnley, then Tottenham and drew against Brighton. Actually, from from those first three games, they're tough. Like, first game of the season against a team you've never played before and what turns out to be a good side in Brentford. To go Chelsea City, I don't think they're as bad as people thought they were. And they're probably not as good as Ty thinks they are, to be fair, from from AFTV. Well, I think they've got really good, talented players and they're, they're getting back to the stage where they're lovely to watch. I just They're just missing something from me. I'm not quite sure what it is. I like Smith Rowe a lot. Yeah, he's, he's good. good. I think he's really, really good. Um, in him and Saka, they've Saka, got yeah. the two players there that can kick them on. Build around, yeah, it's a good team. Um, but then to be fair, like, I, I was... Palace, I thought Palace did well against us mm. for, for periods. And in the yeah. end, the, the result was a, a good result for Liverpool, but they looked like a decent team who can cause issues. Like I say, they hammered Tottenham, like played them off the park pretty much. So I, I think Palace like to be able to do some score predictions for this game then. Watford, Liverpool, 12.30 kick-off, John. 3-0. Two, us. Yes. Imagine he said what? John. Four-one uh, <laughs> to Liverpool. Four-one. Two-one to Liverpool. I'm going. I think the twelve thirty just makes it that little bit more difficult, and you never really have the rhythm for me anyway. After the international break, I hope I'm wrong. I really do. Let us know your score predictions uh, below, of course. Um, because it's pretty much the last time as well that I'll get to say this on a show. I've got this incredible. Help me, help me hold this up, Steve. It's absolutely incredible, knitted Christmas jumper. It's got, obviously, the Wall of Champions. It's got the European Cup, six of six of them, the Club World Cup, Premier League 18, uh, First Division titles, the FA Cups, and, and it's just absolutely beautiful. You can see it here in all of its glory. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. Um, <laughs> uh, there's one run of these getting made. If you want the greatest Christmas jumper that has ever been made, you've got until Sunday to buy them. Uh, link in the description, of course, but it's redmenmerch.com where you can get them from so please do get them they are absolutely superb the quality is brilliant we've had them manufactured from an incredible knitwear company honestly buy it buy it now uh, thank you so much for watching as well gents thank you so much for joining me for this one it's been a big pleasure uh, and we'll see you all of course for team news on Saturday. well i'm going to be watching the game in the pub with some lads and i can't wait for it to be honest with you and i'll be sticking around the pub all day so that i can watch the brentford chelsea game and then i'm getting a curry and then i'm going to fall asleep with me cock in my hands oh. see you later Tra. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.